Hey peeps, I hope you're sitting comfortably and you're ready for your daily dose of secret fucking sauce. This is episode 33 of the Speed Matter podcast. We're racking these episodes up rightly now, so we are. We're getting into a nice groove. Well, don't get too comfortable in that groove, because I might just scare the crap out of you at any minute if you start to settle or get complacent. So you have been warned. I'm out there watching, folks. I'm Gavin Wall, your host, and Belfast's greatest danger to the status quo since the partition of the island. That's a wee bit controversial there, but anyway, this episode has a working title of Resilience and Resolve. Now, if you hear me slurping a wee bit in the background, just forgive me, I am drinking a cup of tea. Been up working from 3am this morning. It's mid-morning at the moment, so I just need a wee a wee uh, drink of my Belfast brew while I'm sitting here. So, let's crack on a wee bit. But before we get into the, the meat of the episode, I've literally want to give a shout out to the dozens of listeners who are contacting me over the last number of weeks who've, who've discovered the Speed Mentor podcast. And they're all telling me it's become a real part of their daily routine, helping to inspire and motivate them to be the best version of themselves. Or as I prefer to say, to actually aspire to fucking greatness. Because, you know what I say? Sometimes I feel that we're obliged to tiptoe around the saying, oh, I want to be the best version of myself. And it's rolled out to protect us from the wrath of the PC Brigade, who always want us to kowtow and sort of be nice and have a nice balance in our lives. But you know what? That feels far too vanilla to me. So, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm pretty sure that genuine fucking greatness is on your agenda. And it's certainly on mine. So get with the project, folks. Anyway, if you go back and listen to the very first episode, which I think was entitled Talk to the Wall, although the first five episodes got jumbled up a little bit, because they all dropped down at once. But Talk to the Wall was meant to be the first, the one to introduce me to an unsuspecting public. And you may remember that my ambition in that episode was the following. We're all time-starved through the pressure of life, work and family, so I want to inspire mentees and listeners by fusing knowledge with energy, a bit like a chemical explosion that will hit you like a lightning bolt of knowledge and inspiration each and every day. I want to help you stay motivated, but motivation isn't built to last. But if we work on it daily, build it into our routine, like we wash our teeth, then we can sustain it through key principles. Now that was the message I sent out in episode 1, and I hope you'll agree that the goal and desire at the very conception of the podcast has stayed true, and that's certainly the feedback I'm getting in my inbox as we go along. But I want to give a shout out to a couple of listeners who contacted me this week. The first is called Lindsay Shelley. Now she's from Portsmouth in England and she's absolutely loving the show. So big out, big shout out to you Lindsay and I know you'll be listening when this episode comes out. And it has absolutely inspired her to just really get with it and she's just created a new brand. new brand has been born on the back of listening to the podcast and uh, she's also been inspired by the public speaking episode and that's, that's driving her to try and get her message out there to a bigger and wider audience. And she's a brilliant uh, network um, in Hampshire of um, uh, female entrepreneurs that she's involved with. And she's asked me actually, will I do a wee Facebook Live with 34,000 of them? So I think I'm going to do that as well. So I have asked a few episodes back 
funny enough, this is another thing that Lindsay said. I'd asked a few episodes back whether I was giving listeners too hard a time or and whether tickling the underbelly a little bit more might be a nice change. But Lindsay, Lindsay is firmly in the camp that there are too many fucking snowflakes out there and that some more of my tough medicine is just what's needed um, to get the success boot camp going uh, on this Speed Mentor podcast. So let me know if you agree with Lindsay on that one. Also, I've been contacted by a great guy called John Kane, and uh, he is being asked to go and speak at a, an event in Luxembourg. Now, he was literally listening to uh, Why You Must uh, Public Speak when his boss came in and said to him, look, we have an event. Their, their business is Fox VOX Financial Partners. I have no um, financial um, involvement with them at all, but I'm just giving a shout out. Um, uh, his boss came in and said, look, we've got a business presentation we want to do in Luxembourg. And he said that because he had just been listening to my podcast episode, rather than the nervousness that he would normally have and it would be natural around that type of thing, he just decided, you know what, I ain't going to suck the marrow from this particular bone of opportunity that's just been handed to me on a plate by my employer based on the fact that he just listened to one of my podcast episodes. And when I hear that, that drives me on to want to create even more content for you guys. So thanks very much uh, for all of that. So it's great to hear um, all those messages and keep them coming in, folks. Anyway, why we're here, back to business. I'm going to drink a wee, a wee uh, splash of my tea here. Sorry about that. Today we're going to talk about the new rock and roll of this entrepreneurial area, era. You, you know it used to be rock stars and film stars were really the zeitgeist. Um, of where people wanted to be in society. Now it's entrepreneurs and the new rock and roll of entrepreneurship. One of the key pillars of success is what I like to call resilience and resolve. You see what I did there? Resilience and resolve. R&R, rock and roll, which makes beautiful music when you get it right. These bad boys, when you understand them properly and embrace them, Gary DeHarty's going to be listening to this going, oh yes, you don't know who Gary is, but he knows. Um, when you uh, understand them and embrace them, um, they can transform your outcomes exponentially in a very short period of time. So what's the, di- the dictionary definition of resilience? So it is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, what might be termed basically toughness. Now, if you want greatness in your life, if you want to achieve far beyond the expectations of others, then you must have this in your toolbox. As Nelson Mandela said, Difficulties break some men, but make others. And he should know. He was in prison for 27 years, 18 of which were on Robben Island, uh, a rock quarry off the coast of Cape Town, and never was his resilience broken, ultimately delivering him to be one of the greatest leaders the world has ever seen. And he was able to then overthrow, obviously, his oppressors and his country's oppressors. Now, funnily enough, just referring back to what Lindsay said in her message to me, there are too many snowflakes about who don't want to hear this message. And look, I don't have a Trumpian viewpoint on the world, but pressure turns coal into diamonds. And so an ability to withstand difficulties turns those difficulties into opportunities. However, for me, and this isn't something I've heard others talk about in this field, but allied to the ability to be resilient must be resolve, which means to, as a dictionary definition, decide firmly on a course of action. Or as John F. Kennedy, the US president, famously said, let us resolve to be the masters, not the victims. So let's master it and not be the victims, guys. So 
Be resilient to the difficulties you face and resolve to master them and you will have a winning formula. But that's easier said than done. So what techniques do I use to grow my ability to become strong, healthy, successful? All of those things. When you manage to do that, amazing things happen. Okay, so the first is, number one, pain is an opportunity. Now, this might sound like some sort of self-flagellation thing, but pain is an opportunity. Now, I don't have science to back this statistic up, but I reckon that 98% of people drop out of the race as soon as they face any significant resistance to their desires. Your job, if you're listening to this, is to somehow shoehorn yourself into the 2%. Look, it's just a numbers game. I've trained myself to understand that when I suffer pain... I know that's the point that my competitors um, are dropping out of the race, right? And the more pain I feel, the more I know that there are very few of us left standing. And if I just hold on a little bit longer, that the opportunity that the very few of us can unlock is just on the other side of that pain. And the longer the pain lasts, the rarer the gem of diamond is at the other side of the pressure. Does that make sense? Do you understand that? So when you're going through pain and I'm going through pain, I'm going through that pain thinking opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. You may be going through that pain thinking pain, pain, pain. But because I know you always get out the other end, I know that's where the opportunity is, folks. Okay. So number two, embrace new challenges to build resilience. By not giving up when the going gets tough, getting that breakthrough that breeds confidence for new challenges ahead. When you know you've come through the tough stuff, your mind builds up like a muscle memory so that next time you're confronted with tough stuff, you'll be prepared a little bit better than you were the time before as your muscle memory builds in this resilience and it just becomes a little bit better formed. It becomes a little bit stronger than it was last time. And it's like every exercise that you do, if you go to the gym and you get your dumbbells, building in uh, that resilience, that muscle memory into your psyche, um, practice makes perfect folks okay number three never give up did you hear me never give up walt disney was fired for a lack of imagination and creativity for fuck's sake guys that guy sacked for having no imagination or creativity he's one of the greatest people in, in that field ever um he then persevered through bankruptcy twice he went through bankruptcy twice and he had to pitch to over a hundred banks to get one of them to actually finance him and buy into his vision. Another guy I've talked in one of the other episodes, um, Christopher Columbus. Um, I think that's coming up next week. Christopher Columbus pitched his plans um, to travel across the Atlantic to kings and queens and financiers across Europe um, for seven years across the whole of Europe. And he's wanting to go to China. Um, to try and get one to finance him. Seven years it took him to get somebody to back him. How long have you spent trying to get your project off the ground? I bet you it's not seven years. Colonel Saunders presented his recipe to 1,009 restaurants across America before he got a yes from a restaurant to use his recipe. That's unbelievable. J.K. Rowling was destitute. A single mother in benefits pitched every single publisher in the country but kept getting knocked back. And she's one of the most successful authors of all time. Thomas Edison, he took 10,000 attempts to invent the light bulb. 
Do never give up, folks, but be prepared to pivot if necessary. Only experience can guide you as to when the appropriate or necessary time is to pivot. So you have to get into some of this tough stuff to work out when the time to pivot is. But never, ever give up. So number four, don't become discouraged. It's a choice. You understand that if you keep your resolve around what it is that you're trying to achieve, what your why is, that setbacks won't deflect you from what really matters. It's amazing how much quicker um, the obstacles you have just melt away when your mind is resolved to get through them. So don't be uh, discouraged and stay resolved. Number five, it's I got this down to the 80-20 principle, the Pareto principle, and which most things bizarrely breaks down to. And I use it in relation to my resolve, okay? Now, I create so much philosophy in my life that there's always lots going on. And 80% of the time, because of that philosophy, it's absolutely joyous. Success after success, win after win, new relationship built on new relationship, new ideas being generated, new clients acquired, new businesses bought. And that's going on 80% of the time. But as with all of the Pareto principles, 20% of the time, I'm going through utter pain. Pain that feels like some torturer is extracting my fingernails very slowly one at a time. And by the way, I'm afraid of blood in hospitals, so that's particularly bad for me. But success I've had tells me that it's the ability to get through that 20% or that 10 weeks of the year out of the 52 weeks of the year that leads me to the stuff on the other side. But it's the accomplishment during the 80% of the time, okay? So some people are waiting and they're waiting and waiting for the bad stuff. Right, And then the bad stuff comes and they can't get through it. But what I do is I build so much success in the 80% of the time I have such velocity and activity going on that feeds me and that fuels me to get through that 20%. And this is where confidence comes from. When you're building that during the 80% of the time, the belief in yourself um, that you can get through the, the, the 20% of pain. And all, the other thing is when you're building that confidence and you're achieving stuff. It's amazing how many other people want to get on board with your journey. And they can be there to help you And whenever you're having the tough stuff. So here are a few hacks that I employ regularly to help my resilience and resolve. Now, firstly, black humour. I don't know how many I'm going to give you of these. About 15 of these, I'll rattle through them. Black humour. As soon as anything really often ha- awful happens, I'm immediately looking for black humour. So that I can have a laugh, even in the worst of circumstances. And it's a coping mechanism to process pain. So, for instance, we had a very bad robbery at one of our stores. Um, and the staff were held hostage and the customers held hostage. And the robbers had heavy machinery and had angle grinders and axes and hammers. And it was absolutely horrendous. Um, and they were trying to break into the cash machine, which was in the store. And I watched the CCTV back after the robbery. And they were at this um, ATM machine. Um, with the angle grinder and the sparks and the fire was flying up, big bolts of fire and sparks were flying up from the angle grinders as they tried to apply it to the hinges. And as they cut the bolt off the front casing of the cash machine, the the door swung open towards where the CCTV was and there was a sign on the front of the cash machine which said, free cash. So free cash, the irony of robbers breaking into an ATM and as they did so, a sign swung round which said free cash for the bastards, right? That was enough for me, even in really difficult circumstances, worried about the staff and customers in the shop. That was enough for me to say, 
fuck, that is absolutely hilarious. That is just the funniest thing I've seen in a long time. Guy's breaking in an ATM and then there's a free cash sign comes round and I laughed heartily, a belly laugh. And that's the first piece of the processing of all the pain. So black humour is a way I use to resolve that. And it doesn't take away from the trauma of the, of the staff, but you have to process pain somehow. So number two, massive action. Massive action. There's no replacement in life for taking massive action during the good times, but even more so in the bad. Uh, more than anything else, making a conscious step to keep taking massive action during the tough times stop you, stops you having to think about the difficulties that you're facing. Because as soon as you spend time ruminating or thinking about this tough stuff, you actually become discouraged or even worse, depressed. So keep taking massive action, especially in the tough times. Number three, have belief and purpose. Look, all our goal setting, all our sacrifice setting, all our knowing what our purpose is or why we're doing stuff, that is the type of thing that gives you the resolve to get through the tough stuff, okay? Number four, ask for help. Ask for help. But in life, as you've told me, I bang on about this all the time. Um, keep adding that. Always adding value. Always adding value. So if you're asking for help, you must have given first to receive it back, okay? So build on all those relationships that you have in your life so that they're ready for you if you ever need them. Number five, self-esteem. Work hard to achieve that and that will leave your self-esteem in a good place when you need it to be resilient. So work hard on your self-esteem. Work hard on trying to achieve something. Work hard on being confident in yourself and it'll be there for you when you need it. Number six, take personal responsibility for all your all your outcomes. I've covered this in an earlier episode. Um, everything in life is your responsibility. When you start to take that responsibility uh, seriously, rather than outsourcing and blaming and blaming your crappy wife or your crappy boss or your crappy husband, um, that's when you can get through because you are the person that can ultimately change your outcome in the tough times. Number seven, pivot when necessary. As I've said earlier on, experiences experience teach you, teaches you when pivot is necessary and is the right thing to do, but never give up. Number eight, be prepared to fail and accept failure. Look, failure is inevitable, folks. It's just a learning step towards your next success. That's 100% true. Number nine, perspective. Get perspective. Has anybody fucking died? Like I lost 600 grand on a business called Yogi Berry last year, which I had to wind up wind up last year. I've done some posts and stuff about that. But I remember another retailer asking me, how do you get out of bed in the mornings, Gavin, with having lost 600 grand on a business? And my answer is just perspective. Nobody died, right? I'm on to the next opportunity. He's crying about that more than I'm crying about it. I've processed it on to the next opportunity, okay? So perspective is brilliant. And also there's a gratitude piece in around that as well. Gratitude, okay? Number 10, learn the lessons from your mistakes. Now, don't just say you're learning your lessons. Actually learn your lessons. Number 11, the roots of a tree in a storm grow stronger as the trunk and the branches of the tree are tested through time and the roots dig deeper in, deeper and deeper in. So if the roots give up, the tree won't develop as it should. So the more of this stuff you face and that you actually manage to get through, the deeper your roots are getting buried into the ground. Number 12, use the negative emotion to drive you forward in the short term. I always do this. Something bad happens, or somebody else has maybe done something that you know wasn't good for me. I'll just use that negative emotion for a short period of time to drive myself on. Number 13, don't give too much thought to the past. Concentrate on the future. Number 14, control what you can control. Don't fret about the stuff you can't control, okay? 
And number 15, always keep moving forward, even if they're only tiny, tiny steps. Sometimes when you're really up against it, it's just tiny steps. Make sure you're just taking tiny steps. When I'm suffering really badly, I determine just to take tiny steps every single day. Now, in relation to that, I'm going to steal something from a guy called Brian Buffini, who's a, a, a great motivator in America, who says there's a difference between a stopper and a quitter. Okay, a difference between a stopper and a quitter. So if you if your resolve has weakened and you've stopped, even for an extended period of time, that doesn't mean you're a quitter. You can always start again, so don't be too hard on yourself. So that ties in with number 15. Always try and take even tiny steps. So there you have it, folks. That's the new rock and roll for personal development explained. The resilience and the resolve and a little bit of rolling thunder, power and rain. I'm coming on like a hurricane. Answers on a postcard, please. Uh, about what that song is. I know I am the worst singer in the world, but you know what? I really don't give a shit. Um, that's it for me today, folks. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you did, it would genuinely make so much difference to me if you return the favour of this free resource to subscribe to the podcast and give me a review if you've enjoyed it too. Don't forget, if you want to learn the 10 principles of success that I teach, hit me up on the Speed Mentor or at the Speed Mentor Retreat that I'll be hosting on the 18th and 19th of May at the Le Mans Hotel when only 12 mentees will be getting knee-deep in secret sauce as we chase after abundance in our lives. If you'd like to spend the weekend with me, hit me up on my website or on my social channels and we'll try and get you booked on for that if it's not already booked out. There's nothing more for me to do today other than to remind you that I can lead you to water, but I can't fucking make you drink. That's your choice. I'm a man on a mission.